Hey, Coop. Yeah, Dylan? Dude, you remember Macross? All right. Hello. Hello, Hello. listeners. Oh, that's your job. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. You're good. We're good. It's all good in the neighborhood like Applebee's. I was overstepping my bounds like Maximilian genius. Okay, you genius. It's all good. It's all good. How are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty well. Um, It's been a bit of a hectic weekend, which is why I was watching these uh, episodes up to the deadline. Uh, Basically, it's Easter weekend. I have a bunch of friends like back in town. So we were we were catching up. One of them I don't think I've seen in person in like two years, two and a half years. So yeah, I totally it's been get l- that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last night, you know, we were all just kind of chilling. We were watching a couple episodes of Gundam Wing because we were trying to like figure out. I, I won't talk too much about Gundam because I feel like I've done that too much already on this show. Uh, keep, um, on keep on brand. Keep on brand. Keep on brand. I can only ever be me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, okay, so so I've been, like, watching Gundam Wing just because I haven't, and I want to say I have, and it's, uh, here's, here's the best way to put it, I think. You know how, the, specifically, the Phantom Menace starts out, like, kind of fun, and then, like, you know, even if it's not a good movie, like, you can still watch it and enjoy it. Yeah. But, like, there's that stretch in the middle where they're just on Coruscant, and nothing happens, and it's just exposition and, like, bland, like, surface-level politics. Uh. That's the entirety of Gundam Wing. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's That's a hot take, and I feel like I'm good. I just made a lot of enemies. You know, but, like, from what I remember of Gundam Wing, like, I've tried to go back to it a couple times... I don't think you're wrong. I think you're I think you're on the money right there. <laughs> like here's here's the deal. Um Gundam Wing it, it, it's like I think I I texted this to a friend. It's like literally like the first 10 episodes are that middle section of the Phantom Menace and then I got to a point where I'm like, "Oh, this is starting to get good." And then it went right back to that like i was 10 episodes in i i'd been watching it over the course of like the last year and a half like because like sometimes i'll think like it's about time to watch gundam wing again because i really like that show's aesthetic and i like the design of the gundams i like the character designer uh like the stuff he does um aesthetically it's a show that appeals to my sensibilities you might say (laughs) but uh it's just so dry and like not in like not in an interesting way. Are you watching it with the dub, or is it just straight no, up No, that's another thing. I'm watching it on Crunchyroll, which, gotcha. like, for whatever reason, they didn't think to include the dub for whatever reason. Maybe it's a licensing um, thing? Because I, I know... It, it might be. Because I know since Bandai Visual went down the tubes, like, Nozomi has the rights now, or uh, whatever. Well, like, I'm, I'm positive, because... Uh, one of my friends, he has the uh, the right stuff release of G Gundam. Gotcha. And that that has the dub, so I can only assume that Gundam Wing includes the dub because I have Zeta Gundam, and that includes the dub. I see. Um, so I, th- I think it's literally just like Crunchyroll uploaded sub only, which like 
fair, you know, if you had to upload one, it should be the original language. But, like, I really need that campy Canadian voice acting to get me through that show. I, I feel that sh- show is, like, dry enough. Like, with some, some shows like that, in, I, I think especially G Gundam, at least in my experience, if I'm going to rewatch G Gundam, it has to be with the dub. Because it's the show yeah. is cheesy and ridiculous enough that you kind of needs it. Otherwise, it becomes kind of like your regular kind of dry shonen in a way. Best way I can describe yeah. it. I feel that. Um, there are a couple shows uh, in Gundam where I prefer the sub over the dub, but like, yeah, for the most part, like, usually I, I, you know, people in the fandom like to bash the dubs, but like, honestly, I think. They, they kind of add a little extra something uh, to keep you engaged. And I think, too, with the dubs at times, like, when you're watching a sub, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, you have to put a lot more effort into it to keep okay, with it. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing that gets me. The guy who voices uh, Zex, the shark clone of Gundam Wing, and also yeah. arguably the the only good character in Gundam Wing... Uh, he's voiced by Dio. What? <laughs> yeah, no, he's voiced by Dio. I, I forget the, the Seiyu's name, but like... That's crazy. Yeah, like, and he also voices uh, two other Gundam characters in two other series. And, you know, he's very entertaining in those other series, but like, he's just forced to be like so formal here. And it's good, but like it's it's not what I'm looking for. It's kind of, is it kind of like because uh, I remember he he's not allowed to go full cage here, right? Well, I mean, obviously he's not going to be like Rodorolada. Yeah, but like also is that racist? <laughs> like that's that's how he says it. I don't want to. No, I. Yari yari daze. Like I yeah I'm 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 making more of a statement about the theatrics of JoJo's than like you know Japanese dialects, but anyway, um, yeah, it's just like I I didn't want to linger on this because we we rinsed it out with a uh, a, ba- a palate cleanser. We watched a couple episodes of Fist of the North Star. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I need to get back on that because I, uh, I, I watched, I want to say like the first three, four episodes after I started playing through some, uh, that Fist of the North Star the, Lost the, Paradise. Yeah, yeah. Because boy, I love me some Yakuza and the best mini game in that is when you get to be a bartender. So that's, that's a hundred percent my shit. I, I feel it. Um, I just want... Like, uh, those, the, the, on the subject of Fist of the North Star, like, man, the opening and ending, and also just the music in general, like, fucking slaps. Yeah, it does. Oh, man, Aiwo Torumo say is a fucking banger. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I won't accept criticism. <laughs> All right, but anyway, so, we were up pretty late watching that. I think I went to bed at about three in the morning. Gotcha. Um, unfortunately. Um, and so... I was going to tell you a story, Coop, and if you look in your uh, Twitter, your Twitter private messenger, <laughs> okay, I sent you a couple of videos. The first Robin of Spring is an asshole because he keeps flying into my window and he wouldn't let me sw- sleep. He woke me up at like seven in the morning 
and he is still, it is currently 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon, Easter Sunday, he will not stop pecking at my window. Oh, that bird is an asshole. Yeah, he's the worst. Um, um, I, I can relate because I remember being back in my... <laughs> you are very tired, dude. Um, so uh, uh, every once in a while when I'd be at my dad's house back home, there was this one cardinal mm. that would just come at the window all morning for like about two hours. So I, mm. I feel your pain. Because that like, is bullshit, man. My my house has a wooden exterior, so I'm used to, like, a woodpecker coming by and, like, pecking at the, the, the wall. Yeah. But, like, you know, usually I'll hit the wall a couple times and he'll be like, oh, shit, and then he'll fuck off. But, like, I've done multiple things to, like, try to scare away this robin, and that's part of the reason why it took me so long to, to start up today. Um... Because, like, you know, I have this wall scroll of, like, Haruko from Fooly Cooly in my room. I tried hanging that as, like, a scare robin to, like, scare it away. <laughs> I, <laughs> I tried, that. like, changing the angle of the blind so it realizes, like, oh, I'm, like, because I thought maybe the robin's trying to attack its reflection. And, like, you know, so I, I tried playing with the blinds a little bit. Nothing's working. <laughs> That Robin is just intent on telling me something. Maybe it's telling me to go to church. Maybe this is a message from God to to be more religious, yeah. especially on Easter Sunday. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, I hate this Robin. I've never... So, I usually feel really sad when, like, you know, you see a bird that, like, kills itself by running into yeah. the window. I feel nothing for this Robin. <laughs> I hope it just messes up one of these times and just boom and plummets to the ground. Fuck this Robin. It is my it is my uh Moby Dick. It's your white whale to my to my Ahab. <laughs> I, I'd watch that anime. <laughs> <laughs> like my window now has like scuff marks and flecks of bird shit on it. <laughs> Fuck this Robin. <laughs> oh, Alright, I just I had to get that out. No, I, I totally get that. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is something. Coop, how is your week? Uh, pretty good. Just a lot of a lot of work. Um, just a lot of training. A lot of crazy stuff. So I basically work at a call center. So I won't say for who. Um, but uh, we're about to start taking live calls here soon. So. Uh, okay. everybody's, everybody's scrambling, getting ready to do that. But I, th I think we're going to be, we're going to be kosher. Um, okay. So that's been a little, well, that's good. It's Passover. Yeah. Or Passover was yesterday or something Whatever. like that. I don't know. <laughs> um, hey. so we'll, we'll be good to go on that. But, um, the rest of the week is when I've been home, it's been, Going at going on Mandarake at two a.m. to see uh, what Valkyries are available and for sale. Hey, nice, nice. And uh, me looking at the price of some of the the high metal R offerings for Max and Miria's um, Valkyries because I I did order a high metal. It's a VF one, but it has like a special deco that's like the one of the. It's like based off one of the Valkyries from a character from Macross Delta. 
Okay. And that I'm excited to get that in the mail here soon. But I was looking at the Maximiri, and I'm like, I want these, but I don't want to pay <laughs> two hundred bucks plus some change to get them shipped here. Oh yeah, that that ain't good. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um, and then I look at okay, so how much are the the older, a little harder to find uh, Arcadia Yamato releases of those, like the the big chunky boys, and mm-hmm. uh. They're a little more expensive, but I still don't want to spend that much. Like, if I'm... Honestly, if I'm going to dump a whole shit ton of money in a Mandarake purchase, it might be that Macross Delta Blu-ray set, because it has mm. English subtitles. So, All right, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Um, And apparently with that, uh, what I read uh, up on that, because here's here's my conflict on that. I want to support the product, even though Japanese Blu-rays are stupidly expensive. um, Because I was looking just at the single release uh, releases of those elsewhere. And each DVD Mm. is like 70 bucks a pop. It's never simple. No. Um, And that whole box set on Mandarake for around 300-ish is like the best deal I've seen anywhere. Um, So I've been hemming and hauling about that. And I also think to myself, I think Harmony Gold's supposed to apparently lose their license here in 21. So Uh, Fingers crossed that that Robotech movie doesn't end up coming out. I, I don't think so because, you know, with how shaky pacific grim 2 did i doubt that would have any ground mm. to move on but we'll see people we'll see people there's like, a gundam movie coming out <laughs> i i'll be interested to see how that turns out um but um yeah because I'm, I'm thinking oh are they just gonna give it a couple years um let's say that right stuff gets the license or whatever and they start putting out um like DVD, honestly, if we got a, a U.S. release of the Macross Seven and Delta, I'd buy that shit up like instantly. Um, mm. Which might happen depending on what happens with Harmony Gold here in a couple years. But I'm all like, I'm like, they're like, eh, should I wait till then because it will be cheaper, or should I just like uh, pull the trigger, or as Konami says, pull the lever and. <laughs> grab uh the delta box set so that's that's been like uh been like the thing i've been looking at on and off all week in addition Mm. to yesterday i watched princess mononoke for the first time okay and that what were your thoughts uh that movie's that movie's really good like i uh yeah (laughs) um i i like it 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 feels so i I think i mentioned a couple weeks ago that i watched nasco the valley of the wind and yeah. I like that movie, but the issue with it, it's the pacing. It's it really slow in the middle. Yeah. I think that's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. The pacing's kind of all over the place. And like Mononoke feels like that movie, but a lot tighter. And, and the mm-hmm. action keeps on moving, even though there is some slow stuff here and there. Um, it yeah. was really good. Like, I think the slow stuff for me is like my general complaint with Ghibli movies is they the the there's so much that happens in those movies that the pacing kind of gets thrown off here or there it almost feels like they're movies that well definitely with nausicaa it's a movie that was an adaptation of a manga yes so um it does have it definitely has that problem but like i can i can definitely see that for some other uh 
Ghibli films as well. I know that's a big thing. I, when I think of that, I instantly think of Spirited Away because that feels like like watching oh, really? that movie. Yeah, because for me, I mean, like it, it feels long, but I never felt like I never felt like the pacing was off for me. But like, like I, maybe, I, that, that's just me. That that's my own personal opinion. Um, I can I can see that. I just for me, I remember watching it when I was younger, and it just felt long. Like I didn't. I liked what I was watching, but it kind of felt like I was watching a whole season of something that got crammed yeah. into like two and a half hours or so. Yeah. Um. I I guess what I'm I guess what I'm saying is like I I felt engaged throughout that. Um. When I first watched Nausicaa, there was definitely a point where it was starting to lose me. On a second viewing, like I was definitely more engaged throughout the whole movie, but like I could definitely see the issue there mm. but like i don't know i i really i spirited away i thought was a joy throughout <laughs> um, but that's just yeah that's I, just like my opinion man i get you i think honestly if i give those movies another watch here t- sometime soon they probably click with me a lot more because those feel like you gotta watch it at least twice for it to like super click with you with a lot of giggly get, well, my experience with ghibli movies so far those those are very much warrant another rewatch so, because I think the only animated movie, I'm going to be cliche, the only animated movie that's clicked with me with the first go was probably Your Name, and that movie's just fantastic. That's fair. That's fair. I still need, I still need to watch that. Dude, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm still, I'm happy you, uh, even though you weren't able yeah, to get with it, I'm happy you took my advice and watched the sound voice first, because that movie, that movie's good, but man, that destroyed me. Uh, dude, like I, I'm still thinking about that movie. <laughs> it it hit hard. <laughs> yeah, that, ooh boy, ooh boy. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm. I I wish we could have done the double feature that night, but like, yeah, it was just too late when we finished the silent voice. I I do not blame you at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of been my week. So okay, yeah. So, should we talk about the Mac and the Rosses? Yeah, I love me a good Mac Ross. I, I uh, paint the little happy trees, the little ha- happy Valkyries. <laughs> yeah, sure, let's go with that. Okay, okay. So, uh, this week we were talking about episodes 10 through 12 of Super Dimension Fortress Macross. So, let's hop into episode 10 because this whole round of episodes is a spicy meatball. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we back in it. We back in it. Back at it again at the SDF Macross. That sounds like we're at a shopping mall, and I love it. That's that's kind of what I was going for. <laughs> have you not seen that Vine? I, dude, my, I have very limited exposure right. to Vines. Nope, nope. This is more important than our podcast. Okay. <laughs> it's also Vine, so it's like ten seconds. Okay. Did Vine come back from the dead? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm, it's archived on YouTube. Oh, I, so my, my only experience with Vine is like friends goofing around with it. And then also those, all those Will Sasso. Um, all right. I sent it to you on discord. Gotcha. Will Sasso vines where he has lemons coming out of his mouth, but here we go. Let's Mm. let's see what's very important. (laughs) 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 This is, this is. This oh my goodness! This is the perfect for Easter Sunday. I, I found uh, for a new the religion. listeners at home. We I I sent him back at it again at Krispy Kreme. 
This this was very important. <laughs> very important. I, I appreciate it. Uh, I, I've been Max flipping around in his Veritech fighter. Anyway, yes, or <laughs> Valker, whatever they're called. <laughs> what the, the the robot that turns into a giant man? Yes. All right. So we back at it at the Krispy Kreme, and uh, so episode ten opens, and the Zentradi are talking with the Blue Wind Reconnaissance Squadron about uh, what they found out during that broadcast during the Miss Macross contest and when Hikaru was being a dumb and texting while driving his Valkyrie and uh they're talking about how ooh the these women in their battle ready armor there isn't much cloth <laughs> and the uh, the they made my heart go doki doki and I don't <laughs> understand what happened and Breitai's like what the heck and then <laughs> while this is going on, the blue wind guys are arguing, no, this 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 swimsuit, this battle ready armor, it's a weapon. It's a weapon. And in the But me- one like the other two are like, no, you fucking idiot. <laughs> no, that <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I like it. It can't be a weapon. It's totally not a weapon. <laughs> um and being kind of confused. Retai and Exodal are like, okay, so we're going to go back to my room. It's 420. No, it was yesterday, though. Um, but they're going to go back um, to Retai's quarters, and they're going to cook up a plan, uh, figure something out. And so uh, we go back to the bridge of the Macross, and uh, they're finally able to open up their radio communications because they're back in range within the U- UN uh, Spacey Signals. And they start talking uh, with them, and the UN says, hey, stay on the Zentradi's tail. Keep them with you. Um, we need to buy some time for you guys to get over here. Uh, the Earth is a little more... Comp- uh, they're a little more thinking about themselves rather than the Macross. They're like, hey, stay away. Keep your aliens over there. And uh, Global and the crew aren't super happy about this, but they realize, okay, it's, it's what we got to deal with here. In a real robot show, the crew's not happy with what the military told them to do. Oh, I've never heard that before. <laughs> oh. um, so they are wondering why, the crew is wondering why the Centradi don't have any jammers going. But it's obviously because, you know, they're they're probably listening in on all their conversations. Um, yeah. So during a routine Zentradi attack and they're fighting, doing all that, uh, Kakizaki takes a good hit in his Valkyrie. It, it looks like some air could leak out. And Hikaru's like, hey, uh, Misa, we're going to land. And she's like, no, you're still in rotation. Dude, uh, we're fighting out here in space, and you're in a cushy seat, and Kakisaki could die. So we're going to go back in there, and they'll start bickering about it. And Roy joins in and like, yeah, um, we should let... <laughs> yeah, you should let them <laughs> land. Uh, but Hikari, you're being a dick. Um, yeah, like, the way Hikaru says it is, like, very antagonistic to the point where like honestly like this relationship and we'll t- we'll talk about this later in the episode yeah. because we'll get there but like it's so it's such a relief that it finally the these tensions will eventually dissipate but like 
oh man, if it's not at a head right now. Yeah, like this, we'll get there, but Hikaru had me going, you piece of shit, through this Dude, whole... Dude, you need to chill, like, yeah, like, yes, Misa's like, they're just at each other's throats at this point, yes. it's like, it's, like, if it was ever civil at any point, it is no longer, mm-hmm. like, Misa really wants that control because Hikaru's a loose cannon, uh, he needs to be put off the force. Uh, but at the same time, Hikaru is just, like, an asshole. <laughs> yeah, like, Hikaru also has, like, in this situation, he has a good reason for it, but he's just not handling it He does it not right handle it diplomatically Mm-mm. at all. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of our favorite um, virgin Hikaru... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he, he, he <laughs> I like that. That's still. <laughs> I'm still surprised I took the time to make that meme, but uh, uh, no, thank you, thank yeah. you. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, Hikaru's hanging out in a park waiting for Minmay to show up. They're gonna meet up, hang out, all that stuff. And the bridge crew of Cammy, uh, Cammy. Now this is in Street Fighter. Uh, it could be though. It could be. Um, Shammy, Kim, and Vanessa show up, and they're all like, "Hey, you have a girlfriend? How pretty is she?" And he's like, uh, "I guess they're, they're about as pretty as you." And he's, and they're all like, "Ah!" And that's that, a surprising amount of tact on Hikaru's part. Yes, yeah, surprising, <laughs> given what he like did. considering what happened like literally minutes before. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, anyway. Oh boy. So <laughs> Min May can't make it because she has singing lessons. So she sends him a TV with legs um, yep. to say, hey, I, I can't show up. He is a sad boy because she's busy. Uh, I just love how in this universe, whenever you have an issue, you just send something with legs to yeah. uh, tell there's you. There's vending machines with legs. There's like there's the like the Pokemon Skype phones with legs. Yeah. Uh there's definitely got to be more, but those are the big ones. Did you, did you, I was halfway expecting you to send me uh, a TV with legs telling me about how your Robin sucks this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, no need for that because we have the wonders of the World Wide Web. The internet. The internet. The internet. <laughs> the future is now. <laughs> All right. So. Anywho. Well, <laughs> uh, we, uh. We we see a guy we haven't seen in a little bit, um, our boy, our dumbass, Comjean, uh, and he's like, I'm going to fire out the Macross, and they destroy an asteroid, and uh, the Macross is now, they're like, okay, something got shot, we're now in full defenses. And actually, this is part of a plan that Zentradi have of, okay, so we're just going to graze the Macross as like a show of morale for the forces just to keep things going because this doki doki stuff might spread through the ship and create some issues. Mm. Um, and com jeans like, eh, I, I don't know about this. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be an asshole and be com gene. Um, <laughs> so the grazing at first, it's just the grazing and the, bl- the force of the blasts, uh, create tremors all across the man across. It's like a laser earthquake and you, you have things. Sounds metal as hell. Yeah, it does. <laughs> that's the name of my new ska band, laser that's, earthquake. That's like a sci-fi metal bit. Ba- is, is that a thing? Ska? Cause I, 
I know. I well, no, not ska. Like sci-fi metal, because there's like there's like fantasy metal. I can see sci-fi metal being a thing. Yeah, we like, should. Like, I mean, like I I know nothing about metal. That's not my genre. But like, there's historical metal. So, mm, people should get on. People should get on the the sci-fi metal. I, I'm gonna have to Google that because I hope it's actual science fiction metal and not. Uh, sci-fi metal as in the channel because I'd be very disappointed at that point like the closest thing I can think of and this is more not even punk it's it's more like alternative rock like midway between alternative rock and punk uh the proto-men is like sci-fi yeah boy but uh not quite metal yeah they involve super fighting robots so I'm I'm always in for that (laughs) yeah Every time, every time. Every time, everywhere. Um, <laughs> so, during the laser earthquake, beforehand, Comedy's like, we have this old guy with a shaky f- trigger finger. We're going to have him shoot at the shoot at the Macross, and uh, let's hope he uh, uh, misses, quote-unquote, and actually hits the Macross. So, the old guy fires, and he gets a direct hit on the bridge of the Macross, and you also have more asteroids starting to fly at the Macross. And boy, we are in some rough shape. Um, it's going to take a while to clear things out. And the Macross's radar room is kaputty. And hmm. even though they weren't planning for it, Breedai and Exodol are okay with the fact that the Macross got more screwed up than they were planning. It works well into their plans. Um... Mm-hmm. Back on the bridge, Mies is telling Global that, hey, uh, the entire radar crew is dead, and it's going to take at least 10 hours to get everything up and running. And Global is pretty beside himself at this point. Um, cause, this has been a rough voyage. Yeah, it has. Uh, <laughs> he, oh boy, the, the weight of 1,000 on it. No, the weight of 50,000 on his shoulders. Oh boy. Um, so Exodol and Brita are like, okay, we're going to send out some battle pods to the Macross. We're going to send them a message. And Claudia and Misa are talking and Claudia's like, hey, should we move the Macross to, you know, use our short range radar so we can see what's going on? But Misa's like, "Uh, we probably shouldn't move. At this point, it's best to let this Andrade come to us, and we'll be on a little more equal ground. And Global is just still sitting there, just kind of, he's in a daze. He's, things are weighing very heavily on him. And Misa then gets a taste of that weight when she looks out through the windows of the bridge, and she sees a, a standard Grunt Valkyrie torn to pieces, and there is a guy in there that has the exact same pilot uniform as Hikaru does, just floating there. And she starts to go, I kind of understand what he was talking about, even though he was a huge dick when he was talking about it. So she's she doesn't get snapped out of it, but she's starting to realize the weight of it a little bit more. Um, yeah. And then... Shammy notices that, hey, uh, Captain, y'all, we're getting a weird signal. Like, this isn't, like, the one we got from the UN, and Global's like, put it through. 
And it's the Zentradi asking the Macross to surrender, and Global's all like, fuck that, uh, just ignore it. And Global then says, hey, we're going to put out a cat's eye, uh, that's the recon plane, to go check out the situation, see what we can find out, because we're, we're running blind right now. And Mies is like, okay, I'm going to ride in the cat's eye, and then Hikaru's squadron, the Vermilion squadron, is running escort. And I think Mies is doing this just because... Since seeing the dead guy and Hikaru's dickery, she's like, okay, I'm going to put my skin in the game on this. Um, kind of prove him wrong that, hey, I, I I know what's going on here, too. And the Zentradi catch wind of this, and they're like, okay, come to us. We, we, we want you. Come here. And as the escort is going by, um, a few battle pods zip on by. And Hikaru is like, okay, we're going to stick stick with the cat's eye, stay on an escort. And they come up with a different plans about, hey, who's going to zip off and take care of those battle pods? And then Misa's like, just, just go get the battle pods. We'll be all right. And as the cat's eye flies off and the guys go to fight the battle pods, they realize these battle pods don't have much of a gusto. There's something up here. Mm. So they go back to the cat's eye starting to head back that way. And as the cat's eye goes through space, they think, oh, there's a large rock coming up. No, it's a big-ass Centradi flagship they're up face-to-face with. And they crash right into it. And so the Centradi notice this, and they send a ship to go pick Misa up, the pilot. He dead. He, he a dead boy. Um, yeah. But noticing that the Zentradi ship is taking Misa and what's left of that cat's eye into the ship. The boys follow right after her, going through the crack of the ship to go get her, even though she's like, hey, leave me be. Like, go away. You got more important things to do. So they start fighting each other. Um, Britai shows up. He joins He joins the brawl. He's the new character yeah. in Super Smash Bros. Britai. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> That guy is. Let's talk about Britai for a second. Right? Britai kicks some fucking ass. <laughs> this is what I was waiting for. Like, I. Like, I forgot. I forgot, like, he gets blown out of the hole. Of the, the hull, rather. Yeah. By, uh, by Max, I think. Yes, he does. I, I believe so. Or that, uh, that or Kakizaki. Or, one of the two. Uh, yeah, it's Kakizaki. I'm looking at your notes. It's Kakizaki. Um,. And he's just like, whatever, I don't care, vacuum of space, that's for bitches. And then he just comes back into the ship. And just starts beating on <laughs> fools again as they're trying to get out. Um, I, I will say, like, when my favorite part of, of Britai kicking ass is... He was when, doing some, like, Nero-level, like, pile drivers. Yeah. <laughs> and that fucking dive kick he does when, yeah. he, when he enters the battle. And he, Max is trying to hold him back, and it's like... Bitch, uh, you X gonna give it to you. <laughs> I want the, uh, yeah, real talk. Britai was just Mr. X this episode. Yes. Yes. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all I remember him doing really in the show is just kind of like sitting down and being like, what are these microns doing? But like here he's just like, no, not today. Uh-uh. <laughs> I totally forgot about it too, and it's like it, it is the best. I want the Macross spinoff that's just Britai's war career up to this point. You know what? I'd I'd be down for seeing that, and just <laughs> just every episode, it's Fist of the Zentrad Star. 
<laughs> yes. You want a culture shock? I don't know. Centrati, Babadak Ken. Oh my God. <laughs> take back the take back the protoculture. but yeah so (laughs) this what happens when a britai meets a max genius the genius gets owned my friend (laughs) but so this anyway yeah yeah this feeds right into the next episode um britai he he knocks out Kakizaki, and everybody's like, "Holy shit, this guy is strong!" And then okay, Brita- sorry, one more, one more. Yes, Frieza can breathe in the vacuum of space, but he wasn't counting Britai to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is too good. <laughs> All right, and with that, now we can we can okay. move on. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. You're good. Um. So Britai goes to Karunex is like, okay, one v one me, brah. and Britai is just kicking the shit out of Hikar and his Valk, and then he also kidnaps Misa. Um, Orwan the soldier does put puts her in a nice little crown royale bag, um, save her for later, and Hikaru um, ejects from his Valkyrie, knowing, hey, this thing's gonna go up in smoke. But Britai's like, I got you, and. <laughs> And then Britai is blasted by the explosion of the Valkyrie and gets thrown back. And then Max gets sucked out of that hole in the hole um, because of the explosion. And then Britai stands on up and is like, dude, uh, this this is nothing. I, I am a super centrati bra and I... <laughs> Soldier dudes, I'm good. Hey, here's this little man in a chair in my hand. So we're good. <laughs> so they end up placing Hikaru, Misa, and Kakizaki in a little test tube. And Exodol's like, you know, they're not too far off from us when we get all tiny and stuff. And Britai's like, uh, okay. And uh, they, everybody in the tube starts waking up and Hikaru... Goes right in on Misa again about, hey, if you weren't in the cat's eye, that guy wouldn't get killed. And Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, the thing that got my blood boiling is also like, yeah. well, if you would be better if you just stayed in bit, being a woman, did some singing and cooking and all that stuff, uh, you should be like Minmay and all that. And I'm like, ah, oh, dude, bitch. like, I, th- yeah, this is the point where, like, you know, I've been making fun of Hikaru, but I'm like, he's not that bad of a guy. This is where I was like, ah. Yeah, because I was like, like, I think it's mostly this episode. I'm like, hey, Kari, you dumbass motherfucker. I would push you out into the vacuum of space right now. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, he's like, yeah, no, that got me. That was like really bad. That was really like revealing of Hikaru's character. But like also like blaming Misa for the pilot crashing. White. It's like shit just happens, dude. You should know this. Like you know, you more than anyone should know that shit just happens. Uh, uh, I, mm. so that ah, uh, dude, yeah. <laughs> that started the bad Hikaru taste in my mouth, and when I was thinking about watching this, I was thinking, 
Oh, no, Dylan was right to rag on him a couple episodes ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I was, I, I think, like, last week, like, he didn't really do any uh-uh. heinous, uh, he didn't say any heinous shit, so I was like, all right, maybe I've been too hard on the guy, but, like, he, then he comes back full force this week. Like, I was thinking to myself, hell, even though he's a perv, Roy is better than this. <laughs> It's true. I think it's, uh, it's, do you remember Love Roy? That's a little questionable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boy. Um, uh, the 80s. What a time. Am I right? Yeah. Times were different. Uh, for better or worse. Um, yeah. Yeah. So in, in response to Hikaru's bullshit, Misa's like, I can do that stuff too, trying to jive with that. And I'm like, Misa girl. You don't need to prove uh-uh. anything to her. You can just tell him like, to fuck you off. You outrank him. You outrank him. Like, you are honestly a better soldier. Like, you know, not like pilot, but like, you are a better soldier than Hikaru is. Yeah. She she knows what she's talking about. And yeah. So, just like us, Britai gets a headache from this bullshit, so they change the yeah. channel. And Exodol's like, you know... I've I've heard stuff that when you put men and women together, it leads to this kind of bullshit. It might even lead to a natural disaster. So <laughs> I, I don't know. And speaking of that, Exodol's like, uh, this bullshit might be a little too much for us. So we should go talk with the main man over at the main fleet because this might be more than we can handle. And we go back to Misa and Karu still bickering about shit. And it's annoying. Um, These fucking children. They keep bitching and bickering about the cat sign and all that. And meanwhile, our favorite it's, Chad. It's literally the, the picture of the two Spider-Men pointing at each other. <laughs> pretty much. You know what? I didn't even think about that till right now, but you were. <laughs> that is so, so accurate. Um but, uh, yeah, so our favorite Chad, uh, Max, he <laughs> sneaks back into the ship, just looking around some cars, do some sneaky stuff. Uh, he realizes that this is a sneaky mission, and all supplies are going to be OSP. Um, so he is ready to go. And That was just for me. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, Misa... Uh, she has like a little camera recorder on her and she's like, OK, uh, we're going to make the best of this and do some recon while we're trying to get out of here. And as she's getting the stuff around, they realize, oh, this Entrati are folding and they're floating out to the main fleet. And uh, the Macross obviously notices that, hey, they're they're folding out of here and. Yeah, um, Misa, Hikaru, and the rest of the Vermilion Squadron, uh, I, I think they might be dead. Um, uh, realizing this, Roy runs out to go see Minmay and say, Hey, uh, Hikaru, uh, he might be dead. And she just kind of flips the fuck out, which understandably yeah, this is, she this would. This is like the first time that Minmay actually, I think it it's really brought to her attention that like, for lack of a better phrase, like Hikaru isn't special. There's nothing magical that's protecting him. Mm, yeah, because it really, it really 
sets in for her that the stuff that she's been saying to him before like this is this is the first time that Genki train got broken into reality she's like uh, oh okay i think i get what he was talking about i i don't like it but i guess i have to somewhat accept it yeah hmm. um there's a sorry i no, you're good. i there's like a, a three second or three or four seconds of like Kind of the, like, as the realization dawns on her, that's, like, you know, I wouldn't say, like, really well animated, but, like, you know, for the time, like, there was a lot of attention to detail put to it. Like, I wish I could describe it, but, like, she, her, her gaze starts to soften and, like, her hair starts to billow. And it's just kind of like this. Oh, that's a money shot. Yeah, it's, it's a really nice moment of, like, really selling this, like, this turning point in Min Mei's character. Yes. Yes, I, I, I very agree. I mas agree amanto. That's not English, <laughs> but okay. Um, it certainly wasn't. Um, Yachta I don't think it was Spanish either. I, I so so I I'll tangent really quick. Uh, so okay. I uh, over like the past of being a human, I've d- dabbled <laughs> a little bit into Spanish and Japanese, and I will tell okay. you, there's been a couple times where I've looked into. Like, in my head, like, I put some, like, very simple Japanese sentences together, and Spanish mm-hmm. phrases make their way into it, so it's... And Spanish phrases what? Sorry, you cut out there. Uh, they make their way into the, like, grammar makes it way into the, the simple sentences and stuff. Oh, man, Discord's really fucking up right now. Yeah, oh, I guess, I guess you could say that we're s- uh, in Discord. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> um... I'll I'll just I'll play it back when we when we <laughs> finish the episode it's all when, good. when it airs. It's all good. Um so the after Minne's realization, we go back to the crew in the tube and they realize oh, um Minmei's debut is in like ten days, but time goes slower in the fold. So 10 days have passed in real time, and we're actually in Gumbuster, where there's time dilation, but it's not as bad. And let me tell you about hard work and guts. <laughs> I'm glad you added that in the notes, even, because, like, there was no way we both saw that moment in the, the show and didn't think of Gunbuster immediately. Like, yeah, because I'm like, it's not it's not as brutal as the time change. In... Yeah, I think, wasn't Gunbuster, like, a minute is a month? Something like that, yeah, because they were like, I remember in the one thing when they're trying to go back on Noriko's dead ship, they're like, oh, we're here longer than we're supposed to be by a couple seconds, and it turns out from being like six months to eight months or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Or you're long enough away in the super time space that, oh, your best friend is now a mom and much older than you and has a baby. (sighs) Dude, Gunbuster messed me up in that last episode, or that second to last episode, whichever one it was. Those last two episodes are some heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, Even though tangentially related to Macross, uh, back back on the Macross train. um, Yeah, yeah, sorry about that, Oh, you're good, you're good. I'm apologizing to our audience. I I am the catalyst for for (laughs) the buster of the gun. So oh, it's in it's in the cards. Yes. We've talked about this. Well, <laughs> when you have the same character designer and a lot of the same oh, people. Oh shit, really? Yeah, Hikaru I didn't know this. Hikaru um Haruhiki 
Haruhiko Mikimoto. There we go. Um, he did the character design for both Gunbuster and Macross. Is is he also the guy who? Uh, is he behind Escaflone? Uh, I, I'm not sure. No, no, that. I think I think that Are was you talking the, about Kawamori. Yeah, that was Kawamori. Yeah, because you're he, right. You're right. He's done that Macross a bunch of. Kawamori but, does a lot. He's like your, in my mind, he's like your working man of mecha designs because he's done like everything. Like even if it's a really good show or a show that makes you go, eh. And the same goes for what games he's worked on. We yeah, there's uh, Kawamori. He he did the, I want to say the the Stardust Gundam designs. Yes, yes, that's okay. correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which then got referenced in Devil May Cry 5. Funny how life works like that. Yeah. Well, did you know that... I, I know it's a long tangent, but it does not matter to me. Uh, did, we're talking... It's it's Macross related. Okay, there we go. It's tangentially Macross. <laughs> it's closer than Gunbuster. True. Well, it's still okay, pretty close. Okay, anyway, continue. Um, he actually designed all the Devil Breakers. Oh, all of them? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool! <laughs> Kawamori is, like, all up in everything. All right, I guess while we're on this tangent, what's your favorite uh, Devil Devil Buster, Devil Breaker uh, design? So, uh, I'd have to probably say Rawhide. That's a good one. That's a good one. Because it's probably the most fun one to use, in my opinion. Uh, I'd like to... Uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to get a handle on uh, Tomboy, but that would take some work. Tomboy is a lot. <laughs> Um, but I, I think mine is uh, Punchline. Oh, Or at yeah. least Punchline is definitely my favorite to use. I, um, design-wise, it's up there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to uh, Macross. Yeah, let's get I back just... to the Punchline. <laughs> ah, <laughs> you! Anyway, time dilation. Yes, Gunbuster. Yep. So, uh, uh, ten days have passed in yes. real time. And Hikaru is super bummed that he's going to miss the debut, but he's also super bummed... Oh, that Minne's life is a circus, and it cuts to a montage of them trying to hang out, but Minmay's being popular and working and doing her thing and ready for the debut, and Hikaru's like, oh, I'm so sad, we can't be together, do things. And he promises to be there for the debut, but then in current time, he realizes, I guess I can't keep that promise, so... Uh, boy. Um... So, as he has that realization, the Centrati ship, uh, this ship, flo- folds into a sea of Centrati ships. That mo- it's pretty much the main fleet, and they're heading towards the capital ship of the fleet. And they're heading on in there. In the meantime, uh, Max is, you know, do- is on a sneaking mission, and he goes into a bathroom just to see what's going on. And this poor... Fu- Poor guy is like, I gotta take a shit. Max knocks him out. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, it's funny that, uh, you know, Liquid Snake is the one doing the tactical espionage action. I was thinking about that because I was like, one of these guys <laughs> is voiced by Ken Clark. So, yeah, it, it's Max. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's Max. That's that's too good. Brother. <laughs> Um, Your jeans, brother. Brother. <laughs> anyway, back, we keep doing this. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, so the Zentradi, um 
So, Britai, Exodol, and the Blue Wind Squadron, they report to our head Centradi man, who, at this point, I don't know his name, but then it, we're, we're, we're showing it's like Bulldoza or something like that, so I'm just going to call him Buldo for easy sake. Um, mm-hmm. But he tells him about the Doki Doki, and uh, he's not a fan of this saying, ugh, protoculture. And, okay, we're going to head to... I'm going to head to your ship to see what's on with us because we don't want this infecting the fleet because this could be super dangerous. So I'm coming to you. And so all your Zentradi dudes are hanging around this, uh, let's say, meeting room table. And they've got uh, Hikaru, Kakizaki, and Misa just sitting there. And she's like, I'm going to start recording this. And uh, this convo... And then they start with a volley of questions to the humans, like, are you part of the supervision army? And they're like, what's a civilian? The people, people fight, you know, and how, how are men and women living together? And Mises just all like, I ain't answering shit. (laughs) The stones on Misa. (laughs) Yeah, she's balls. I wish she would have done this to Hikaru earlier. (laughs) because <laughs> yeah for real though because <laughs> holy shit does, does he have that coming way more than the centrati guys at this point <laughs> mm. um, but yeah so basically misa's like i i think the coolest thing about misa right now is that she's like putting together like inferences about like centrati culture based on the questions they have for her own culture and you know that's ah man misa's cool yeah i love misa she is she is top tier uh she um she does outrank uh min may in the sdf uh matt cross waifu rankings um uh, were there like popularity polls no i'm just being silly uh, you're just you're just saying <laughs> okay well you know if i'm being honest she she's pretty high up there on my list too. She, she is pretty high up there. She has some stiff competition with Claudia there, but you know mm-hmm. it's, it's right. pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I remember describing uh, to a friend who's only seen Gundam that uh, the Misa is like basically if Mirai from the original Gundam had like an expanded role, but like watching these last couple episodes again it's like she's mirai if like she was also uh bright the captain from uh gundam oh yeah i totally haven't seen a little bit of gundam i totally see that yeah no i i, I gel with that i'm uh, dr shoals approves <laughs> <laughs> i i'm just i guess i'm tired you're, enough you're, that i'm just like on my top pun game right now so is this where chris gets it you know what I would not be surprised because every every like uh, workplace or social situation I've been in, I start doing it and then other people start doing it. And everybody's all like this monster. We must excise him. It's either you or Chris who like started this. And I, you know, my money's on you right now because you just do it like constantly and naturally. And good yeah. job. Good job. <laughs> I, I I guess I say I try, even though I don't, but... <laughs> like, oh God, what's a criticism? Like, let's spread some jams on this toast. Yeah. When referring to music. Like, yeah. oh, God. Anyway. 
<sighs> Let me tell you about the turkey boy dreamboat, Chris Wilson. Uh, <laughs> he's not in this show, but I wish he was. Um, hey, with the podcast he's doing, who knows? He might be in a Matt Cross actual play podcast. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, it would be. Um, but anyway, um, in, yeah, uh, we're sorry, guys. We're good. We're we're having a good old time today. This is just a conversation. I've gotten like four hours of sleep because a robin decided to be an asshole outside my window. Dude, I I know the feeling. I. Last night was not a lot of sleep for me, but um, I'm rolling. I got my bang bang devil trigger energy drink here, so um, I'm 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 rolling like Fred Durst. <laughs> Is Fred Durst the next Lindman May? Oh no! Cune, 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 cune. Cune, 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 cune. Oh boy. Okay. Oh, so we're gonna go back to the sneaking mission for yep. a little bit here. Uh, Max. Uh, now, so he decides to take that poor Zentradi soldier's clothing, and he dresses up his uh, Valkyrie in the giant man's clothes so he can blend on in. And there is an action figure release of this, just so you know. So if you want to put clothing on your uh, expensive Max robot, you can do that. Um, <laughs> and uh, we go back to the conference room, and... Boldo makes it super clear to Misa, hey, if you don't talk to us, we can blow the shit out of Earth. We've done it to a bunch of other planets. Here's this hologram. So you're going to answer my questions about what is a civilian and then why are you men and women together? And then Misa just, uh, Misa's like, nah. And then Boldo just picks her up and it's like, I'm going to crush you. So why are you so small? Like, did you choose this? And then Kakizaki's like, dude, we were born this way. We we came out of our mother. And Exodol's like, what? No, what's a mother? You were what? And they get even more confused when Kaki's like, yeah, lovemaking and kissing and the doki doki. That's how, that's how <laughs> babies are made. And Baldo's like, I want an example of this. So you <laughs> just fuck right here, right here, right now. Uh, we're going to put it up on some website of ill repute. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> and so Baldo's like, okay. That's that's true day culture. True day culture. Oh, day culture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, lordy lord. Anyway. Lordy. Um, Happy Easter, Coop. <laughs> this is the, the special Easter episode. <laughs> um, yep. Oh, boy. So, um, Boldo orders Kakizaki and Hikaru to kiss, and then this this got my blood blowing a little bit too, even though it's the time. Um, Hikaru's like, dudes don't kiss, and they do, by the way. Um, they can if they want to. Um, I mean, it wouldn't produce the uh, the 
wouldn't produce a child, but... No, but I bet there might be one or two Zentradi in the room who might go doki-doki from seeing that. Yeah. Who knows? And you know what? Good on them. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think Macross does get better with this, because there, there is some waifu on waifu action in Macross Delta. Um, so but no, no husbando on husbando. Where's the <sighs> not come yet, on, unfortunately. Guys. I wish. Where's the rep? I wish. Uh, Maybe well, one day we'll get there. One day, one day. Um, so Misa's like, okay, you two idiots are are arguing about who's gonna kiss. I'm just gonna kiss you, Hikaru, and just get this shit done with. And they bicker about it. And poor Kakizaki. <laughs> Yeah, because she's like, I don't want anything to do with you, bro. I'd like, rather kiss She just suit. stares at him for like five straight seconds before turning back to Hikaru and being like, y- you're, you're wondering why I want to kiss you? And I'm like, ah, oh, oof, why yep. is everyone in this show awful? Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Um, so they're about to kiss, and Hikaru, he apologizes to, <laughs> apologizes to Minmei for his lack of devotion. Um and they kiss, and and the Zentradi freak the fuck out, and they're like, "Protoculture," and they're like, "Get get 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 these things the fuck out of here!" And while um, uh, Grunt is getting them the fuck out of here to his cell, <laughs> uh, Max sees them and uh, knows he's ready to go save the DARPA chief, um, so he gets ready for that. And, uh, so they get back to the cell and Misa and the guys are really confused about why this Entrati like freaked out about the kiss, uh, why they don't have any civilians, why the genders are separated, uh, why they don't have birth and why they freaked out about this protoculture thing. And then at the same time, Britai's like, why did we freak the fuck out about this kiss? Like... I, I don't know. It's like, this is weird. And the Blue Wind's like, hey, I, we felt that Doki Doki because of the battle-ready armor before, so we know what this is like. And then they mention some protoculture, and Blue Wind's like, okay, Boldo, what is that? And Boldo's like, I'll kill you if you tell anybody. But the protoculture was, like, from before Zentradi were big, big men beef, beefy cakes. And, uh, Men and women live together, and it's been decided that exposure to it is dangerous to any Zentradi just due to the reaction of it. So they're like, eh. and then they wonder, okay, so they mentioned love. So, baby, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more? No more. <laughs> I'm going to start bobbing my head. <laughs> um, that is, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good joke. I just have no way to add to it. <laughs> oh boy! So we go back. I like your one note. That's just kun kun. But anyway, we're getting. Yeah, we'll get. Th- we have a note before that. Yes. Uh, so uh, we go back to the Macross, and Minmay is in her dressing room, getting ready for her debut, and she's like, "Okay, Hikaru, he he's probably gone." So she then goes on stage and she sings her song and goes, Kim, 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 Matashi no Pilato, da, 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 da. <laughs> So 
My like, I think she said earlier in the episode that like my boyfriend is a pilot. The song yeah, was she, written I, by like one of her managers or something, but it's like a very specific song. Yeah, and especially because uh, I think Hikaru, I bet he was because conf- I remember them talking about that in that like montage sequence, and yeah. he's confused about it because she's obviously, um, just the best, not the, the best phrase I can think of at the top of my head. She's been putting him in the friend zone the this time even though not even though that for him that relationship is really kind of weird um mm-hmm. and she's like okay you say your boyfriend's a pilot and this is the song what's what's going on i i think too with that song everybody every, song to get people to enlist yeah because yeah she's also on like uh military yeah posters like, like we want you flyer yeah and uh but i think too Still funny though i i think too why you said that uh with the manager i think everybody on the macross thinks they're together anyway um you know that's fair so that would kind of make sense so mm-hmm. min may is singing her song about the kyun kyuns and uh roy is just kind of sitting there he's he's obviously upset and claudia c- comes up to try and you know relieve some of that but he's it's like uh shit i messed up and Hmm. that ends and so we keep going right into the next episode we go back to the cell the cruise in and hikari's like okay so the next time a soldier comes by we're we gotta kiss we gotta to get out of here confuse him he's just like eh no way in hell and uh (laughs) Max, in the meanwhile, back on a sneaky mission, uh, has a Soliton radar uh, directed totally towards the door of the cell. And he is he's getting ready to head that way. Uh, we go back to Bulldoza and the Zentradi guys, and they're like, okay, we're going to send some spies to get more information on the Macross. We need to know who's going to do it. And the Blue Wind are like, we want to feel that Doki Doki again, so send us. And they're like, oh, okay. And then eventually, Misa's all like, uh, going back to the cell, okay, we're going to do this kiss because, you know, this information needs to get back to the Macross, and let's just let's just get this over with. And Hikari's still being a dick about it. And Kaki's yeah. like, you can kiss me. And she's all like, no way in hell. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, that was, that, that was now. I remember yeah. that. On, okay, my bad. I, well, I think it comes up a couple times. Like, earlier it came up during that kiss, the first kiss, mm-hmm. and now it's coming up here again. And yeah. she's like, eh, no thanks. Um, so the door starts to open with a giant coming on through, and they're going to start kissing. And, oh, it's actually Max in the giant uh, robot dressing outfit in his sneaking suit. And um, Max is all like, oh, what's going on here? Ooh, I won't tell Minmei Hikaru, but, you know, good for you. And Cam Clark gives Max the smuggest voice during this scene in Robotech. I, I am more tempted, like for, like I mentioned last episode, I want mm-hmm. I need to see some Robotech clips just so I can hear that dub. Because yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, like, honestly, like, despite, you know... Carl Machek as a business person, like, you know, the dub itself, like those actors 
put a lot of effort into that I, show. I'll, I'll honestly say, uh, despite Carl Carl's issues, I actually kind of respect him because it's more the business people with Harmony Gold I have issues with. Because mm. all right, that would make sense. I wasn't sure if it was like a sub, uh, Saban deal. I uh, kind I don't know. Because um, I know I know Saban is like, oh man, the way he handles uh, like Power Rangers and like. That's another topic. Yes, he he doesn't handle it anymore. Uh, Hasbro owns that, but um, I think he does. I think he reacquired the right. He it's, did, it's... but he just sold to Hasbro not long ago. Oh wow! Okay. Yep. Well, you so, know more than I do. Then I I dude in high school, I just made sure to watch the first episode of every new Power Rangers season just to see what's going on, and I <laughs> uh, it's like no shame. I do that, even though back I then like, I was kind of like, I still watch Power Rangers, what up? but whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good, but yeah, you like, get along with my brother. <laughs> I, I, from our small conversations, I, I feel like I would too. Mm. Um, but yeah, with Harmony Gold, it's like their executive folks have been involved in some shady shit outside of. Mm. Like the whole Macross thing and their other business ventures. Let's just say the Italian courts um, have some issues with them. So, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'll well. send. I'll send you a video that explains it in a better way than I could. Okay. Cool. But yeah, no. um, shit is shady. Um, gotcha. But going back on to our boy, um, Liquid Max. Um, um, so he ends up putting the guys in the pockets, putting them in his robot shirt pockets, and they uh, start heading on out, but they get spotted, so Max turns into a plane with a jacket and legs and arms, and they go flying right through the main bridge, right past Boldo, Exidol, and Brita, and they're like, the hell? And they start <laughs> selling people after him, and they realize they can't go further in Max's Valkyrie, so they gotta, they gotta make it go boom and keep on going. Um, so they do. And uh, Misa and Hikaru get separated from the boys. And they discover, uh, Misa and Hikaru do, that, hey, these are, what's up with these weird machines? Are, are those big guys getting small? What the hell? <laughs> and in the meantime, uh, Baldo is like, okay, this, this escape shit, no, um, Britai, uh, you can't handle this, so I'm benching your ass. I'm gonna go have Laplamis and her squadron take care of the spy operation and all this, cause you're in too deep, boy. You've been de- contaminated by the Qun and you can't handle this, so. Um, You've been contaminated by the Qun Qun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of my new rap album, Contaminated by the Qun Qun. With, uh,. Fred Durst as a guest collaborator, right? Yep, yep. Okay. Contam- yep. Mm-hmm. Contaminated by the QQ and featuring Fred Durst. Um, and the last song of the album was featuring Fred Durst, Steve from Smash Mouth, Guy Fieri, and Final and <laughs> Jay from ICP. Yuck, dead culture. <laughs> we roll it out on diners, drive ins, and Macross. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, 
Amisa and Hikari are hanging out, and they're like in an army room, and she's spitballing that, hey, maybe um, the Zentradi made themselves big and all this to fight the, the supervision army they're talking about, and that's why they lost their culture. And so they get attacked by uh, a guard, and the the camera Misa has breaks and they lose all their information. Hikaru shoots the guy down with this big O gun and Misa's like, okay, you need to leave me behind. Cause I fucked up. And, uh, Hikaru's like, okay, come on. We, we need to keep going. Just, you got more to do. You got more to live for. He's actually being kind of decent at this point. And so they keep moving, but they get shot at, and the bridge crumbles beneath them as they're running away. And they fall down a shaft all Star, Star Wars style. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hikaru, in the meantime, while they're knocked out, has uh, a nightmare about waving goodbye to Minmei like he's never going to see her again. Mm-hmm. And Hikaru wakes up and Misa's like, yeah, we survived that fall because they don't take care of their ship. And there's a, bu- there's a big... Co- pool of coolant so we were able to survive and Hikaru's like sorry for being a dick you kind of saved my ass there um and she's like oh we're good asshole um (laughs) and and through this with the state of the ship they figure out the Centrati are probably not good at anything not relating to war because they're so heavily specialized in it you can obviously tell that due to the state of the ship. It's kind of a rotting piece of shit outside yeah. of their main areas. And they start sitballing. Maybe the Centradi are after the Macross because, hey, they have the we have the culture. They don't anymore. Maybe there's some kind of jealousy. Maybe they want it. And then maybe Misa, they want to understand it. Yeah, or maybe have yeah. back what they lost is yeah. what they're spitballing here. And Misa starts comparing herself to the Zentradi, saying, like, I'm no different. You know, I have uh, a big military family upbringing. My folks have been with the military for over 100 years in different capacities. And, like, then we get, like, the most adorable picture of, like, a a three-foot-tall Misa, like, doing a salute and being like, ah, next to her sisters who are all, like, military women. But that was that was pretty good. Um, and like the big hall of photos with everybody in her family who was in the yeah. military. So she's she's definitely an army brat. Um, yeah. And she also is like at this time, too. It's like because of all that, too, I am not the best with the dudes. Like I got some high street cred. I was like number one in my class, the military academy. But, you know. The dudes, I'm not the best with them, and everybody on the bridge, especially Claudia, gives me a lot of <laughs> crap about it. Um, <laughs> though I love with, when Claudia does give her crap about it. She's always like, your supportive best friend is all like, I'm going to give you crap about this, but you got this, girl. You got this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know what? It's just, you're a bit of a fixer-upper. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that song from Frozen. Yeah, um, that's, Yeah. <laughs> And that show on HGTV. Oh, boy. Um, so after saying this... Is, um, is there, like, a Queer Eye equivalent for women? I don't think there is. Hmm. 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 Things to consider. Hmm. Um, 
So Misa then goes on to start poking at Hikaru, being like, hey, do you have a girlfriend? Because you're talking about that Minmei a lot in your sleep. And, dude, I know you have a thing for her. And Hikaru's like, I don't know. Like, uh, I'm doing my thing. She's become this big Miss Macross. I... His, his Facebook relationship is listed as it's complicated. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's very complicated. Kyun Kyun. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Thank you for the Kyun Kyun bit. All the Kyun Kyun. Kyun 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 Kyun. Uh, okay. Um, anyway. So, so uh, Misa actually is a little jealous that he has something, something, someone waiting on the ship back for him. All she really has is just her job, and that's it. And he's like, you know what? You know, you'll find somebody if you just keep being chill like you are right now, and it's all good. Yeah, Though it did, it did, they're just having a conversation, my guy. Yeah. Though it did kind of bug me in, in this, what he was in, like, the translation I, I saw. I was like, well, if you act more like a lady all the time, and I'm like, you piece of shit. Uh, but, you know, I, I think Kakar is getting, like, slightly less terrible, so I can live with that. Like I was saying about the the being chill conversation and the subtitles I had had for it. Hikari was like, well, if you act more like a lady all the time, people would like you. And I'm like, I hope that's just the translation. It's being more literal, but that's still kind of shitty. Like he's getting I slightly mean, better. Yeah. I mean, this was still like, you know, there are only two genders territory. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm not trying to justify it, but this this sounds like it. It's also the time period too. This was that's made, what I'm saying. So that's 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 what I'm saying. Like there's, um, nope, not gonna talk about Gundam. Anywho, uh, yeah, no, it, it's very much kind of of the time, yeah. and like there's still this idea of a nuclear family, um, yeah. or like you know like societal gender roles stuff like that. And Japan's um, very always been very conservative about that kind of stuff too. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, um, in uh, just because I brought it up, um, in in the Tomino directed Gundams, there's a lot of talk about like gender and just kind of like pointing out like as the times are changing, so too are like gender norms. But like, it's it's not always clear like the point that's trying to be made so there's a lot of collar tugging yeah whenever it's brought up yeah because it seems i know macross does go this way a little bit too but it's like with the collar tugging it's like they're trying to talk about it but they don't know the best way to you know that's that's just not the nature of how it is Mm-mm. today Mm-mm. the time times have changed in the 30 40 years since this stuff has come out so yeah so going back onto what's going on here um uh we go back to the zentradi and the blue wind guys are all small and stuff and boldo is like okay we're gonna send you out but um they send them out in burlap bags and i'm like at least give them something more clothy but they look like (laughs) hey we're gonna take our small potato sacks and put them on you Um, they know nothing of fashion no they don't this, like this, they probably have, they probably have the burlap sacks and their uniforms. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. <laughs> well, we didn't figure to make any tiny uniforms, but okay. 
Well, um, I mean, if they go in uniforms, that would be like a huge red flag, I think. Well, then again, too, true, because Hikaru and the gang have seen what uniforms look like at this point. So, yeah, that would that would be an issue for sure. Um, speaking of Hikaru and the gang, uh, Hikaru and Misa meet up back with the guys and they're like, OK, there's a ship going out. Let's hitch a ride on there. And this train hopping sequence here when they get on, like also falling down the shaft reminded me so much of the last act of a new hope yeah like i was getting those vibes very it's really exciting I, like this this whole arc was has been really good like it just things keep on happening and they're like we did our setup now let's keep moving getting the story moving let's yeah yeah let's let's get punching and i it's good yeah like we you already heard me like fucking hyped about britai like and it's just been good from there yes it's like it's like constantly maintain that high and like big ups to these uh last couple episodes the biggest ups uh boy <laughs> i Mwah. so <laughs> after they were doing their train hopping hey we meet um Alapalamis and her subordinate melia and uh they're not she isn't too crazy about the plan to send out the spies and all that but She'll take care of it. And also we noticed, hey, it's 12 episodes in. We finally have some Lady Centrati. Woo! You didn't think they existed. Uh-uh. Everyone rumored. No one believed. They, the mythical Lady Centrati. The mythical giant women who like blue-haired yes. dudes. Um, what? What? What did I say? Never Not mind. necessarily all the time, but 8 out of 10 Centrati women agree. <laughs> On a board of eight out of ten Centradium women, they agree that uh, <laughs> Max Genius Toothpaste is the best for their teeth. <laughs> that sounds uh, way dirtier than I think you intended. Yeah, it to. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, oh boy, oh uh, boy. <laughs> uh, and I'll just uh, just to make an easier distinction between the other. Zentradi, I'll just call them Maltrans right now. It's a term used okay. in Do You Remember Love, but it's not right. used in the show. I remember that now. But we'll just we'll just use that for right now just to make it a little more clear who's who because I look at my notes and I see the word they a lot and I'm like, who are we talking about again? Oh, yeah, those people. There, there's been a <laughs> lot of people going in and out of these episodes. Um, right. So uh, Laplamis' ship starts to fold on out and the crew is on there, and they're like, our crew, the Macross team, who's on there. And they're like, okay, so we need to get back on the Macross. Um, let's take this battle pod, and we'll get back on the Macross, and we'll send it a signal and all that good stuff. And then Melia's like, I'm going to take these uh, recon guys myself onto the ship. So um, I'm going to put them in my robot arm, and we're going to take them out. And in this moment, I realized the Meltran have way better mecha than the dudes do like these are like beefy mech hard suits that they can just punch and i i i love the quadalon i think it's the quadalon rao they're called way more than any of the regalt battle pods and all that it's almost like i i i will not give the writers the credit that this was intentional like you know it could be um but like considering who the viewpoint character is but, like, I find it ironic that, like, the women have, like, the better mechas and are the better pilots and all that other stuff. Like, 
I just given lo- what. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go I ahead. I was going to say, I think going on what you were going to go so far, like what we've seen of them so far, like the Meltran have already proven themselves to be way more competent than the dude Centrati. Yeah. Which is like fantastic. But like you said, the viewpoint character and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, like I don't know. I don't know if I should give the writers credit for that, but it's just like a funny, ironic twist to me. I. Hey, ladies kicking ass, I'm always game for that. Um, exactly. So, the as Melia's taking the Blue Wind guys to the Macross, our crew in the battle pod escape the ship. And uh, in the meantime, the Mel- Meltran forces are sending out a bunch of Quaylon Rows and a bunch of troops in an assault to cover Melia taking the Blue Wind onto the Macross. And just like depositing a football... Or a bag of money into a deposit slip at a bank. Amelia just puts the opens up a fold in the macross, puts them in, and then f- puts the fold back out and gets out of there. And uh, we cut back to our crew on the battle pod, and they realize they're back close to the macross because they turn on their signal and they hear some cune cune and knowing, hey, that's Min May's song. <laughs> Hell, thank God we're close to the Macross. I recognize those cunes from anywhere. I know that cune. <laughs> um, and in the meantime, after making this deposit, Nia's, Amelia's like, this this Macross, these Macross guys, they nothing. Like, oh my goodness, I have not fought anybody who is so lame and terrible. This is yawn. <laughs> Like, get, get Char Asnable out here or something. Give me a real fight. <laughs> um, because you know what? The best people is a Char. Um, what? what? What did I say? They're all, they're all Char. Yep. Yep, we need, we need a Char. Um, his name might be Max, but who knows? Um, who knows? And so uh, Misa, back in the bell pod, sends out a signal to the Macross saying, hey, we're here, come rescue us. And a squadron of Valkyries comes to get them. And as soon as they get back on the ship, Hikaru starts running towards the Chinese restaurant so he can go see Min Mei ASAP and let her know, hey, I'm not dead, even though you think I I probably am. And that is this round of episodes. Um, That was a doozy of a recap. There was a (laughs) lot of shit going on. Like like the last last round we were talking about last week was very, you know... Here, 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 plot points just kind of doing more establishing stuff, not really pushing the story yeah. forward. But you get this week's stuff, and it's like, bang! Yeah, uh, just like, oh, man. And, like, just in in terms of action, in terms of character moments, yes. like, it feels like we are finally, like, because it, it's all been good up to this point, but it feels like we're finally progressing to the next stage. And, like in my personal opinion, from, like, what I saw of Robotech, admittedly, this is really where the show starts to, like, go into warp speed. No, I, I love this show. I I, I I agree from what I what I remember of my last watch of it, because once you get uh, the Blue Wind going on to the Macross, once you get yeah. uh, Hikaru and Misa starting to level a little bit, once you get... Um, we Mac- have a. I think we're getting Kaifun soon. Yes, and like uh, Melia showing up. Like 
that's a giant turning point. Like she's not going to make her super big important entrance, but her just showing up too is real is big. already. Uh, I'm I'm really excited because I I don't know what happens next. I I think we see our three espionage Zentradi like kind of futz about in uh you know human society for a bit so that's fun i do know during that bit because i remember this distinctly from my last watch they do make a joke about that small guy's name of course they do why why wouldn't they (laughs) well when you have a name like lolly like when i saw that in the subtitles i know you told me but when i saw it i couldn't i still couldn't believe my fucking eyes i hate that that's so dumb and i'm like (laughs) they did that on purpose just to to make fun of that character or just to make a joke? Yeah, oh. it's because it's he's he's shorter than the others. Yep. <laughs> God damn it. Yep. God damn it, Japan. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, that's that's this round of episodes. Do you have any like I most of uh, what I had in my mind, we were just kind of talking about it as we went. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, we, I, yeah, no, I don't really have anything to add, um, it's, it's like, (laughs) we really are flip-flopping on the format, but I think, I think so long as we are providing, like, compelling commentary, it should be fine. I'm, I'm cool with the loosey-goosey, like, honestly, um, just, this is just me when it comes to podcasts, I like staying on topic, Mm. but I love the tangents here and there. So okay, um, I feel that that's that's my I, I will say this. Uh, there's a podcast that Dylan will most undoubtedly plug uh, here soon. Um, I love the tangents about turkey boys and Christmas trees and all that kind of nonsense. So the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yep. Um, oh, I was helping. Uh, we can do our plugs. But uh, before we do that, um, I was I was helping a friend move in. Also, in addition to everything else that was going on this weekend, and his younger brother was there, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I, dude, I tuned into your podcast. Uh, the one episode I listened to, y'all were tearing into Sonic the Hedgehog." <laughs> and I'm like, "Don't worry, that's that's every episode at Backstage Game." You know, um, I guess we'll we'll take it from the top. This was, dude, you remember Macross, and uh, you know, you've probably listened to it on our anchor, but. Uh, if in case you haven't, that's anchor.fm slash dude you remember. And we're also on Spotify. Spotify. That sounds delicious. That sounds like a that sounds like a my little pony character. It kinda sounds like like you know how you have like a shepherd's pie, but it's like a spotted pie? <laughs> ah, there it is. There you go. That sounds kinda good. But we're actually we're not we're not in pie crust, so I'm sorry about that for people who listen to us on Pie Christ. Pie Christ. <laughs> oh, oh boy. God. But we're on Spotify, we're in the Google Play Store, and we're on the Apple Podcasts. So if you like us, leave us a review. Give us them stars. We we like five stars, but be honest, we we love we love talking you know, if with you. If we need y'all. to improve, tell us. If if you want to hear more Metal Gear references, you know, uh, I am always more game for that. And then we are also on Facebook.com. Uh, the Mark Zuckerberg zone um, at facebook.com slash dude you remember. And we're also on Twitter at dude you remember. Um, you can see dumb memes and uh, retweeting of cool Macross stuff. Um, 
Maybe I'll post my dumb Robin video there. Yes. I won't do that. I'll post it on my Twitter, and if you feel so inclined, oh, you can I, probably I will, retweet that. I will retweet that nonsense. To, to <laughs> Let me tell you, our podcast is about Metal Gear, Chonky Boys, and being a good person. Spiteful Robins. <laughs> Y'all, Sorry. I played in that Smash Brothers. Anyway, um, <laughs> if uh, you have, if you want to... Uh, Send us any questions about Macross, Metal Gear Solid, um, yeah, Dylan's Gundam. Robin. Yeah, Gundam. Um, shoot us an email at dyrmcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And then also a huge, huge thank you to Mr. Chris Eakins, the artist of the Shoot 'em Up Indie Game Wrist System, for providing the show's key art. To see more of his work and keep up to date with the development of Wrist System, check out at wrist system underscore game on Twitter and it's itch.io page at risk ooh at risk system slash rs that is a mouthful yes um, it's a I delicious for, m- mouthful mm. for mm. repetition's sake risk system slash rs scratch that itch.io fam <laughs> <laughs> all right all right yeah weird flex but okay yeah, um, also, um, if you like the sound of my voice, you can also check me out at uh, our my other podcast with Chris, uh, bleh, with Coop's friend and mine, Chris Wilson, as we talk about video games and acting and shit. Uh, that's going to be at Backstage Gaming. Um, just check us out at bsgpod.com. I'm not going to make this a long one uh, because when if you listen to us, we'll do the long version there. So you're saying that you have a Zentradi battle pod called the BSG pod? Okay, I wish I could hear that joke, but you started cutting it's out. It's all again. good. So <laughs> you say you have a Zentradi battle pod called the BSG pod? That's the end of the episode. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what other stuff are you doing? I, I hear uh, you've been to some unexplored places as well. Yeah, um, I'm on the Unexplored cast. It's an actual play podcast uh, where I play a fortune teller in Victorian England. It's great. Uh, and I think as of currently, that's all I'm in. I know I was in a bunch of stuff earlier, um, but it's just those two things for right now. And if you you know just want to see me tweet random dumb shit, usually shit posts and the like, uh, you know, my Twitter handle is at the Dilla. And that is probably where I'm most active on the internet. And uh, the Dilla is spelled T-H-A underscore D-I-L-A. And speaking of Twitter, you can also find me there at Rider Strike. And also a quick note to one of Dylan's plugs. Um, so BSG Pod, that robot uh, podcast we're talking now. Uh, Backstage Gaming, I just opened up a Patreon. So please check that out if you like their stuff. Um, you are better at advertising my podcast than I am, and I am sorry, oh, Chris, yeah. about that. <laughs> hey, Chris Wilson is a lovely dreamboat who's going to love you despite anything. And he's in my state right now, and he's not nearby, and I miss him. But soon you will come <laughs> to the Phoenix area, and I will give you a warm embrace um, and tell you about dreaminess. Anime. Is this for us or is this for the audience? I don't know. This 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 might be for us. I don't know. This is this is in the hopes that Chris is listening to this episode. I yeah, suppose, which he might be. Who knows? Um, <laughs> b- 
But yeah, that is everything for this week. Um, so, uh, thank you for listening this week, everybody. Uh, I'm Coop. I'm Dylan. And thanks for listening. Have a great week. We will see you. Bye-bye. Goodbye now.